And welcome to The Real Money Show, hosted by Guildhall Wealth Management. This is a show about the incredible potential of owning physical gold, silver, and natural fancy color diamonds and what they could do to both make you money and protect you in these turbulent markets. I want to tell you a couple things off the top. You can go to uh, therealmoneyshow.com. There's the uh, archive shows. You'll see host bios and links as well to Guildhall Wealth and Guildhall Diamonds. And the seminar. There's a uh, seminar coming up. If you, if you haven't gone on this already, you should. It's Guildhall Wealth Management's Hard Asset Investing Seminar. going to be held at the beautiful supreme luxury event venue that's in woodbridge it'll be the 29th of this month 11 a.m uh, valuable information about investing in gold silver natural fancy color diamonds cannot afford to miss this free parking complimentary light refreshments you have to call space is limited 1-866-274-9570 and you can register at guildhalldiamonds.com fellas the uh, the update darren is where we, uh, we usually start right well, John, this week was a little bit uh, tumultuous for both gold and silver. Gold trading in a range right now of about 1330 as we're taping on Thursday. It failed to break and stay above 1400 an ounce. And on last week's show, we did indicate that the failure to do that might give it a little bit of momentum in the opposite direction. Now, silver's trading in about the 2050 range, uh, and it's definitely trading in sympathy with gold at the moment. Gold had risen, as we said on last week's show, as much as about 15% this year. And basically, traders have taken profits as tensions have eased somewhat in the short term at least with the Ukrainian situation. However, uh, gold should be supported here by the deterioration in relations between U.S. and Russia. Uh, this week, the Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov told the U.S. Secretary of State, which is John Kerry, uh, that the Western sanctions over Crimea uh, dispute were unacceptable, and in quote, he will not re- will not remain without consequences. So we expect further concerns and possible sanctions, which will lift gold and silver higher in price in the coming months. Now, in addition to this. Uh, readers of the Precious Metals Advisor, our weekly newsletter, and clients will understand this particular month in the yearly cycle for gold and silver, uh, we do witness pullbacks in the month of March. Over a 40-year span, we can look back and we can definitely note that March is a pullback month. And if you look at those long-term pricing charts, you'll also know that March represents probably the single best buying month for gold and silver over any 12-month period. So extremely important to recognize these little inside points. Otherwise, you might be falling victim to the headlines thinking that gold and silver are doomed here all of a sudden. This is great buying opportunity. This is definitely where if I'm going to be adding to my position, I want to cost average a little. And definitely where as a client, if I'm thinking of coming into the market, I start today. Now, Janet Yellen had her first FOMC meeting this week. And to nobody's surprise at all, she didn't want to ruffle any feathers. She committed to a further $10 billion cut in the bond buying program for the feds. Now, don't forget, all markets have been scripted in ironclad fashion to portray the picture. The picture is health, stability, and all is well. (laughs) So, I mean, you know, Paul's saying, uh, he always talks about is everything's going well, send more money. But the fact is, uh, tapering was built into this. We saw it coming, and it was probably the most logical way for the mainstream investors to get that whole picture that everything's okay, when in fact, you know, it isn't. Now, in other news, the Treasury International Capital Numbers, which is called the TIC Numbers, came in for January. They were released Tuesday. They showed a small outflow of international funds compared to an expected inflow. And now this makes at least three months of capital outflow where foreigners are liquidating treasuries. Now, this is a hugely important topic because it's telling us, giving us some inkling as to the direction uh, foreign investors are heading when it comes to U.S. debt. They're not buying it. 
They're selling it. Now, whether or not you know uh, this, the Fed in the U.S. has actually purchased over 70% of Treasury issues uh, going on for two full years now. And this is a story that, again, evades the limelight of the evening and daily business news. Now, other countries are selling U.S. Treasuries, not buying. Pay attention because if this trend continues, the Fed is not going to be able to justify this tapering nonsense, and they will have to resort to increased printing yet again. And we're looking at gold, and nothing has changed. Nothing has changed for the outlook for either of them. The pace of the U.S. economy is slowing. The housing sector in the U.S. is terrible. BlackRock, which we talked about several shows back, being one of the largest home buyers and the first time in history really any big institutions got into the rental market, they have now slowed their buying by 70% year over year. Uh, They were buying at a pace of $100 per week uh, initially at their highest point, and now they've dropped over 70% of that. So it's telling us that they feel the rental market may be slowing down as well, and also the numbers this week tell us that the seller's market is slowing. People are just staying where they are. They're not moving at all. So these types of situations combined with the geopolitical instability are going to drive gold and silver higher this year. Both metals will definitely benefit from this. Some some things have have uh, changed a little bit in the market, and in, in the sense that while uh, they have started to taper a little bit, they do continue to buy their own their own treasuries. And over the last several years, gold purchases have been nothing but on the rise. Silver purchases have been nothing but on the rise. And so clearly, many investors around the globe are taking advantage of the lower prices. And we also do have what has looked like a major double bottom in gold um, as of uh, the end of December. So we are looking at now you're seeing more analysts looking at the potential of gold and silver going forward. One eight seven seven two one four seventeen eleven or guildhallwealth.com. Darren, something you mentioned just off the top of the first segment, something you guys both talked about last week. Uh, you mentioned, you know, if, if you look at the news, if we're not talking about missing airplanes, they're talking about Crimea and Russia. You mentioned last week that with sanctions, Russia could say, bring us the physical gold. So you want to get in on getting some of this physical gold, right? Because that could be a problem for the U.S., no? It's a huge problem considering the U.S. has no physical gold, right. in my opinion. But, I mean... With respect to Russia, they're not too worried because, number one, remember, they are an economic powerhouse. Sanctions against Russia are not really going to do much other than to uh, cause political fodder back and forth. We might make decisions based on it, but in the short term, you can see the amount of uh, the amount of pressure that it puts on markets like gold and silver. It definitely gets momentum traders buying when they think there's problems, and, and when those problems subside a little bit, it definitely gets momentum traders selling. So the upper echelon, the last in, first out kind of uh, idea there. But with respect to Russia, if these sanctions continue and other major countries jump on board and start to sanction Russia because they believe it's wrong to do what they're doing, Russia said publicly, look, you you guys, we don't care. We will absolutely disconnect from your economy. We will not buy the U.S. dollar. In fact, we'll sell it. We'll flood the market, and we will only accept payment in physical gold. Hmm. So for me, that's something that that's a very serious statement. I would not maybe take that serious if we're talking about some little uh, island off a coast somewhere like Malta or something. But this is Russia. I mean, this is a very serious situation. So yes, from a long-term perspective, geopolitical tensions is the third cornerstone of all the four fundamentals of gold and silver buying. And when you get situations like this, it absolutely 100% drives price. 
Paul, how do I get some gold into my hands, quite simply? Well, very, very simple. At Guildhall, you can basically purchase gold, silver, platinum, and palladium in three different ways. You can mm-hmm. take home delivery for immediate delivery, um, which you can buy one-ounce silver maple leaves, 10-ounce bars of silver, 100-ounce bars of silver, and even 1,000-ounce bars of silver if that's what you want to you know, take home. Or in gold, you can have one-ounce maple leaves, one-ounce wafers, 10-ounce gold bars or even kilo bars, mm. uh, which is 32.15 ounces to each kilo. Um, or you can open up a depository account, which really is the smartest way to go because you really don't want to keep gold and silver in your home. It's too uh, chunky to actually to put in silver in a safe deposit box and very, very, very heavy to move around. So we have a secure, segregated allocated system of storing silver and gold with a depository at a very, very low storage fee, which is incredible. It's probably the lowest in in the industry right now, at 1.3% a year of the value of your metal. Um, the minimum order that you can actually put in is two 100-ounce bars or, or um, 20 uh, one-ounce gold bars mm-hmm. that you can put into the depository. Um, Sorry, 10 10 one-ounce gold bars and 200 silver is what the minimum. Um, If you want to allocate and segregate it, you need to put 10 100-ounce bars. That's 1,000 ounces of silver. We will give you the serial numbers. It's titled to you. It's insured with Lloyd's of London. There's no better way to store your gold and silver, and it can be sold on a phone call. Remember, if you take the silver home or gold home and you want to sell it, you've got to bring it back to somebody that's going to buy it to you, whether it's us or whether you're going to take it to you know, a coin dealer or a bank or whatever. Third option that you have is collateralized financing. Mm -hmm. And this is an incredible way to use other people's money to make money in the markets. Let's give you a quick example. Silver's trading today at $20.50 an ounce. If you had purchased 1,000 ounces, that silver would cost you, you know, with commissions and fees, around about $21,000, $22,000. For you to double your money, silver would have to go to $44. Let's use collateralized financing where you can put up as little as 20%. You're using the leverage to get five times as much product by putting up 20%. We also offer a one-time commission, which allows you to purchase in and out as many times as you like within a 24-month period. So this is also a terrific way to go. So let's give you a quick example. Instead of you putting up $22,000, you put up $7,500. Instead of silver moving up, doubling $42, $21, all it has to move up is $7.50 and you've doubled your money. That's if you take the one-time commission. There is a little lower commission structure as well. Let's take 5,000 ounces. 5,000 ounces of silver, the market moves up a dollar, you've made $5,000. It moves up $10, you made $50,000. It moves up $20, you've made $100,000. Let's look where the markets were. May 2011, May the 1st, silver traded at $49. Yes, we came off to as low as $18. It's an opportunity to get into these markets and make a ton of money. If you believe that silver is going to go higher than $49 and take out the high of 2011, this is the perfect investment. But even if it doesn't, even if it moves up $5 and you own 1,000 ounces, You've made $5,000 for a $7,500 investment. Not a bad return. I'm not saying it's going to go up $5 tomorrow. It may take two months, three months, six months. But the markets are going to move up. As long as countries, whether it's the U.S., whether it's Europe, whether it's China, whether it's Great Britain and Canada, carry on printing money, they are stealing 
and robbing and confiscating your wealth. One eight seven seven two one four seventeen eleven and online at therealmoneyshow.com. Darren, tell me a little bit about uh, paper prosperity versus real prosperity. We touched on that. Well, we were talking about it before the show, John, and essentially what we're looking at is the idea of periods of economic growth in which you've seen real prosperity, real job growth, real housing growth, all of the hallmark economic indicators working in all cylinders. And it stems right from the ground with the uh, mainstream little investor. He's putting money into the markets. He's becoming more affluent. He's growing his wealth and he's trending higher in that wealth. What we have just come through has essentially knocked out half of all that wealth. 2008 was a huge financial crisis and it absolutely just tore people's prosperity apart. What's transpired since that point is the growth of uh, paper prosperity. This is not real prosperity. And in the second segment, we're going to definitely talk about that a lot more. We also saw that in the dot-com bubble as well. Of course, right? yes. So. Well, it's interesting because you're talking about paper growth. Uh, I happen to own some stock in a mining share. Uh, Friday, I went on away for a couple of days, actually on Thursday. Uh, the stock was trading at $4 and change. This morning it's trading at $3 and change. Hmm. So whether you have 10,000 shares or 100,000 shares, you've lost 25% of your money that quickly. It doesn't happen that quickly in gold and silver, though we did come off, as I said, two and a half years ago, tremendously. Paper, paper wealth, it's the same thing right now with real estate. If people think they're making a lot of money in real estate, wait till you try to start selling your homes. When there becomes an abundance of homes on the market, it becomes a buyer's market, not a seller's market. When there's no property out there, of course, if there's one house on the street, uh, the real estate agent comes in and puts it up for a silly price, of course you're going to get 300 people bidding on it and bidding it up. And people go stupid at auctions. I've, you know, whether it's any type of auction, whether it's an auction in jewellery, an auction in art, or an auction in property, people get silly. Gets emotional, right? Well, you know, they get carried away, and they overpay for everything. Emotional buying is certainly not something that we recommend. I mean, no kidding. And I don't think we're anywhere close to that in in the bullion market, at least in in the West. I think think we see that happening over in Asia. They're buying it like crazy uh, emotionally. But I don't think you're going to see that type of emotional buying in the silver or gold market till silver gets past $25, probably gold getting past $1,450 to $1,500. However, that said, again, we were talking earlier about the double bottoms in, in the markets, and a lot of the analysts are coming out saying this market is poised to to have dramatic gains. And again, when the when governments continue to print, but the the physical demand also continues to be sky high without that pandemonium, you know that there's a lot of room for growth. So, for example, Clive Mond has has come out and said that silver is uh, looking that it could go to as much as $100 an ounce wow. in a brief, in a brief wow. amount of time, that it's on target to do that, that during this whole three-year down period in, in bullion, it hasn't broken the uptrend. And I think that's very important to take note of. Look, the 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 mainstream media has tried desperately to, to let Everyone know that gold is a relic, that it has no place in the financial um, marketplace, and yet it has not gone down to zero. In fact, it has stayed steady for the last couple years. It's not as though gold has gone down to $300 an ounce and the market's over. Well, there's the interesting interesting thing. Like, let's take 10 years ago. Uh, We've been in the business since 2002. Silver was trading at $3.80. Gold was $250. 
If you give us a quick example, if 10 years ago you would have bought, took $10,000, put it in a coffee can, buried it in the back garden, what would you have today? $10,000 in cash with a buying power of about $7,000 at that rate. If you would have purchased 2,500 ounces of silver at $4, for $10,000, mm-hmm. you would still have today at $20.50 an ounce, you'd have $51,250 worth of silver. If you would have bought gold, it was $400 an ounce, and you'd have bought 25 ounces of gold. Again, what's 25 times $1,332? It's still up $38,000, you know, $40,000. You'd have still made money. Silver is a better investment because it's not only a precious metal, it's an industrial metal. It's used in everything from light switches to flat screen TVs mm-hmm. to, to uh, telephones, cell phones. Medical stuff. Everything right? that you can possibly. And we're going to get into maybe in the next segment talking about that. But let's talk about it. If you put $10,000 cash, you got $7,000, $8,000 worth of buying power. If you'd have bought, took the same $10,000, put it into to silver, you would have had $50,000 of buying power. This even, even if it's worth $40,000 in buying power, you've still done very, very well. Where do we think silver and gold is going to be? In my opinion... We had in 2011, we had $49 silver, $1,920 gold. It got smashed down, something terrible. But it always comes back. I mean, even this morning, you know, silver was, you know, drifted below the 200-day moving average. The support was at $20.20, very strong support. It went up to 2050. Gold was a support at 1325. It was now trading at 1333. I think we've bottomed out. I think we're ready to move up. And I think if you're a new investor to the market, I think you, you want to take note and you want to look and say, look, the, this market has had very strong support in and around silver, for example, in and around $20, gold in and around 1250 with minor little jump downs in between. But the support has been there for several years amidst all the, the money printing and the Fed uh, quantitative easing and the tapering, et cetera, et cetera, with all the geopolitical unrest that it's clearly poised to move up if you if you are looking for a place to store that wealth, if you believe that the U.S. dollar is going to crumble, if you believe that the, the result of fiat currencies and, and, and debts and declining currency values is going to lead to more geopolitical unrest. And if you, as Paul was talking about the industrial story of it, if you can look at the fundamentals of supply and demand, you'll see it's pretty compelling to want to own bullion at this time. We'll take a short break. You want to uh, get more information or just simply start investing. If it's piqued your interest, one 1711 is the number. The website, therealmoneyshow.com. And more of The Real Money Show right here. TheRealMoneyShow.com is the website. The number is one 1711 And you should sign up for the Hard Assets Investing Seminar. It's happening on the 29th of this month. The place will be in Woodbridge, the Supreme Luxury Event Venue. It's 11 a.m. There'll be some free parking, light refreshments, but you have to register to get on board all the information you need and you want about gold and silver, natural, fancy colored diamonds. one 866 Two seven four ninety five seventy and online at guildhalldiamonds.com. It's important that you register early because seating is limited. I mean, I really limited. Uh, people come out, they enjoy the seminar. It's all about investing in gold and silver and natural fancy color diamonds, and it's something worthwhile. If you're looking for your future, you're looking for your kid's future, you're looking for retirement, this is where you should be. You know, we've we've the stock market, I think, is already peaked. It's ready to come off. Uh, it's ready to 
as I said, come off, retrace back. Gold and silver has been underpriced right now, and this is an opportunity. We don't get very many windows of opportunity mm. in life, you know, whether it's a job, whether it's love, whether it's making money. You don't get that many windows of opportunity, and today this is an opportunity to buy gold and silver. Darren, tell us more like we were talking about before the break about real prosperity, not the fake stuff in the news, the real prosperity. You know what? To be honest, John, before you do that, I want to say just on the heels of what Paul said that I do get a lot of opportunity. And one of the reasons that my life has changed, and I can attest to this because I own it, is because I have physical gold and silver. It's also because I own diamonds, and it's also because I've practiced what I've preached. I think Jeremy would agree. I don't want to speak for Jeremy or Paul, but everybody here, and this is an important point, we own the assets that we're talking about and suggesting that other people own as well. We're part of the price rises. We're part of the price dropping. We're in this market together. So when you're working with somebody who has that uh, knowledge, it's unlike working with somebody who doesn't. And one of the things Paul always makes clear is that the biggest pet peeve we have when we hear commentators talking about assets and where to park your money is that they don't own the asset. They're telling you it would be a great asset for you, but they don't no own it. No skin in the game, man. Why don't they own it? I mean, mm-hmm. you've got to ask yourself that question. But getting back to this idea of real prosperity versus paper prosperity, think of the old days, not too long ago, uh, you know, 30, 40 years ago, when you walked around and you're, you know, felt like Jack the Lad. You had a couple hundred bucks in your pocket. You did your banking once a week and uh, credit cards were, were nowhere near to be found. You spent what you had. That's real prosperity. That means that your wealth was always with you. You knew where your wealth was parked, and we've gotten away from that. We've gone to plastic. We invest money every month on a monthly basis, and we don't know where it's going. We put tons and tons of money into vehicles like RSPs, mutual funds, which have, for many people, done very well, but they no longer should be making up the lion's share of your portfolio. You have to have other assets in that portfolio. And the thing that made me think about this week the most was, on Wednesday, we had a crazy day in the markets, and it scared the living daylights out of me because in three years since the last peak in precious metals, we really haven't seen a day in which all markets worldwide started to tumble. And it was a day in which you had Janet Yellen, the new head of the Fed in the U.S., uh, announcing that there was a $10 billion pullback in the bond buying program that they have over there, their quantitative easing program, was no big deal to me. But all of a sudden, all of the broad markets, including precious metals, started to fall. The only thing that gained any momentum at all was the U.S. dollar. For what reason? Nobody is learning their lesson. This is not real prosperity. People that were buying were not the average Joe. They weren't protecting, trying to protect their assets by owning the U.S. dollar. They're not foolish enough to do it. It invokes thoughts for me of 2008-2009 financial crisis when all of the major asset categories did decline and investors had literally nowhere to hide. I have long been a proponent of the idea that this time around, people have listened. They've educated themselves. But when you're talking about paper versus real, the unfortunate thing is we're not We don't have the same prosperity. We don't have people in the market buying those stocks. We don't have people buying those houses. These are institutions, very big governments, central banks that are manipulating and controlling the numbers. And this is the number one reason why I buy gold and silver. And it's really, really important to understand a guild hall, we only sell the real product. This, this show is called The Real Money Show. We sell physical gold and silver, platinum and palladium. We don't sell 
we're not in the equity business. That's the stock market. We don't sell certificates. We don't sell ETFs. We don't sell futures or options on futures. Those are all paper vehicles. We sell physical gold, silver, platinum, and palladium. If you want to purchase, you can buy direct. You can take it home, home delivery. But 1,000 ounces of silver weighs 70 pounds. You want to buy 5,000 ounces, that's 350 pounds. You want to haul that backwards and forwards and get a double hernia, good luck. (laughs) If you want to use our depository, you can put the product, whether it's silver or gold, you can put it into our depository. The rates for storage are very, very, very fair. It's 1.3% a year storage. That's including insurance, storage, and all the fees involved. It's very, very easy to open an account. If you want it segregated and allocated and titled to you, you can have 10 100-ounce bars. We will give you the numbers of the bars, and it will be titled to you, and that product is completely segregated. The same thing with gold. If you want to put 20 ounces of gold into the depository and have the bars numbered, we offer that to you. You, nobody can touch that product. If you've got 10 100-ounce bars of silver and you want to sell three bars of silver, you have to give us the bar numbers because those are the bar numbers that will be sold and that can be done on a phone call. The third option you've got is using collateralized financing where you still own the product. You're buying the product, but you're putting up as little as 20% plus commission to own that product. So for 5,000 ounces... You know, you're, you're owning over $100,000 worth of product. You're putting up around about $35,000. makes a lot of sense. The market moves up $10. You've made $50,000. That's a lot less than what you've put up. Darren, who's the collateralized financing, just to get back to that for a second, who's it most appropriate for? It's for the person who can afford their bullion. Okay. Let's say I wanted 1,000 ounces and I had $22,000. The one way you can buy this is just to simply spend the entire $22,000 on 1,000 ounces of silver and I own it. I control it. But in the similar uh, situation with collateralized financing, instead of laying out the $22,000, I can lay out as little as 7500 I own the bullion. I control it as the investor. I get to make the decisions in accordance with the, the experts on the panel. They're going to be giving me lots of advice about what uh, the market's doing, and I'll make the decisions. These are non-discretionary accounts. We don't have any say over what our investors do. But I only laid out a fraction of the total cost. I can keep the rest of that money back for a rainy day. I might want a cost average in a similar or different metal. I might want to own a diamond at the same time. I also might want to use it to buy more product if the market changes direction. Maybe I get a better buying price. I do a bit of cost averaging instead of 1,000 ounces. Now I have 1,200 ounces, and I still have a portion of that $22,000 in my bank account. In addition to that, while it's in my possession, if I'm using collateral financing, I'm going to be incurring a finance charge on the balance that I'm borrowing. The money that I'm holding back in my bank account will offset that cost. But the difference is night and day. When the market runs, there is no better way to invest in a physical bullion market than using collateralized financing. It is fun. It balloons your returns, but it's not for everyone. It's only for the people who can afford to buy their bullion outright. This isn't the idea of taking $1 and turning it into 3 That's a dangerous territory. We don't suggest people do that. It's a nice option to keep your cash flow happening, right? Absolutely, 100%. One eight seven seven two one four seventeen eleven. The website is realmoneyshow.com. So, Jeremy, now are we are we seeing real prosperity here currently? 
I don't think so. I think when you look across the economies over the last few years, especially since 2008, I don't think you've really seen a boom in anything except uh, we have seen a boom in people purchasing uh, physical bullion. I think the biggest problem, well, one of the biggest problems is is a lack of, of interest. I think you can't put your money in the bank and save it anymore. You have to take chances with your with your wealth. And I think that's what's pushing a lot of people into the bullion sphere and hard assets because they're looking for a place to protect their wealth because they don't it's it's very difficult to trust what's going on people are becoming a lot more distrustful in terms of believing the numbers that are coming out on a weekly monthly basis on on CNBC and Bloomberg and that the government's putting out so i think that people who are looking for you know, non-sleepless nights they want to rest easy know that their wealth is taken care of um have less hatred towards their financial advisor. They're looking for a place to park their wealth. And in these atmospheres, it's, and we, we talk about it every single week, it's in these atmospheres where the the purchasing power of those hard assets has the potential to grow exponentially. We think that over the last few years, if you've been, if you've been gathering your bullion and stacking, that's great. You might be a little frustrated, but the time is going to come. And again, when we look at those, those charts, when we look at the fact that the markets have been supported in gold and silver over the last couple of years, that they're building a massive base here, that nothing has changed fundamentally, that something is going to trigger the market moving much, much higher. And once you get past the $25 mark in silver or the $1450 mark in gold type of thing, you're going to start to see more and more momentum to the upside. We'll take a short break to get in touch. One eight seven seven two one four seventeen eleven. The website is therealmoneyshow.com. While you're there, you can uh, meet the experts as well, talk about and learn about hard ass investing, show archives, contact the show. And you also should be in on the seminar, which is happening on the 29th at the beautiful Supreme Luxury Event venue that is in Woodbridge on the 29th, the Saturday, 11 a.m. To register, space is very limited. One eight six six two seven four ninety five seventy. You can also register at guildhalldiamonds.com. And important to go to the our website, therealmoneyshow.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will take you to our depository. It will take you to Guildhall Wealth, and it will also take you to Guildhall Diamonds. Diamonds so, is where we're going to go next. Yeah, but go to The Real Money Show. This is the name of the show. This is where you should be. The Real Money Show. We're back. Another segment for you. Another number to call to get investing. one 877 The website is therealmoneyshow.com. The seminar is happening. You should be uh, investing in this as well. Hard Asset Investing Seminar happening on the 29th of this month. That is a Saturday Supreme Luxury Event in Woodbridge. You have to register. Space is limited. There will be parking, some light refreshments. one 866 274-9570 and guildhalldiamonds.com. Paul, talk to me about diamonds. I love diamonds. Before Paul gets started, actually, we I want to take a moment to congratulate everybody that bought diamonds this week. It's been a fantastic week. This has been an exceptional example of what people are doing to diversify their portfolios. And this week for Guildhall is uh, teetering on one of those record weeks where we sold a number of diamonds, uh, both yellows, pinks, nice. uh, starting 10, 12, 13,000 and, and going right up to almost 100,000. And the buyers are to be congratulated. Well, again, we came up with a campaign this month, March Madness, to coincide with the basketball, but uh, where we actually forgave the sales tax on every diamond, so every diamond that's priced on the website is inclusive of sales tax, So, which is a 13% incentive, mm-hmm. which makes a big difference. The other thing, uh, we really were going to talk about it in the last segment, but the U.S. dollar right now against the Canadian dollar is trading around about 12.5 cents higher 
So when we purchase our diamonds, or most of our diamonds, all of our diamonds in actual fact are purchased in U.S. dollars. So though we put them up on our website in Canadian dollars and we've kept the prices up there, uh, you're getting almost 13% discount on the HST, and not only that, you're getting another 12 13% on the cost of the diamond Huge. because those diamonds should will be put up, I can assure you, next, pri- next month we're going to put our prices up because we have replacement value that we have to put up. As Darren said, it's been an incredible, incredible week um, when we announced that we were going to run this till March 31st where we were going to basically eat the sales tax on every diamond. And people really, people that were sitting on the fence, people that watch our website, look at the prices, look at the quality that we have, know that it's a great, great investment and took advantage. And I know over the next week, basically, and by the seminar, Whatever's left in the cinema, we're, we're going to do the same thing. If you purchase a diamond, that's on the 29th of March, you will get the HST paid. We have an unbelievable couple of diamonds that we purchased that haven't gone on the website as yet. I bought a couple of orangey pinks. These are uh, beautiful, beautiful stones. Um, the one that I have right now is a 037 it's a cushion. It's an orangey pink. It's a VVS1, which means there's a very, very slight inclusion. It's almost an IF, which one, means internal. One step down from an IF. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. And the stone was appraised round about $37,000. We've got it on for $23,000. We had two. Actually, we sold before it even went on the website. Um, so there's no point in really talking about it. But th- we've got one left. And we also purchased... The most magnificent color, it's a 1.82, vivid yellow, internally flawless. Um, It's a cushion. The color is the most magnificent yellow. Jeremy, you looked at it, and Darren looked at it before. We haven't even put it into appraisal yet. Uh, But the stone is just an amazing stone uh, that's going to be up on the website next week. But it is available. Call us for the price. Um, and we'll give you a price before it even goes up on the website. But this is a stone that you will only make money on. Uh, I'm having a really tough time. If you go to our website, guildhalldiamonds.com, you're going to see the the largest collection, I think, in the world of yellow, internally flawless yellow diamonds and Argyle VS quality stones right now. The diamonds are going up at such an incredible rate. We're paying as much as 35% more for Vivids and Argyle Pinks. We just can't get our hands on the quality that we look for. The most important thing when we buy a diamond at Guildhall is A is the color, B is the clarity, C is the cut, and obviously the carrot weight. We don't sell yellows under a, under a carrot. Um, it doesn't make sense to do that. There's no value. But pinks start around about 0.24 upwards. So it's important... When you buy even a, a diamond from Guildhall, you know that we've we've picked out the best of the best quality of stone that's met every criteria to do with the color, the cut, the clarity, and the measurements of the diamond, whether it's the table, whether it's the depth. Everything is in coordination. What we leave behind, somebody else is picking up, and that's what you've got to remember. We only buy the best. one 877 and guildhalldiamonds.com. Jeremy. Well, it, along with the whole hard assets and investing, protecting wealth, it's about quality assets. And when it comes to natural fancy colored diamonds, we've, we've really stayed the course with high, high quality. And it's difficult to maintain. It's very difficult to procure 
high, high quality diamonds on a consistent basis. Luckily, we have our clientele who's been buying um, very high quality colored diamonds uh, for years now, and we can always uh, utilize our clients and, and go back to clients down the road to say, hey, you know, we're having a really tough time getting intense yellows in and, and we have a demand for it. If you're ready to sell, we're happy to help you on that end. So when Paul talks about the collection, it's not just a collection that you see online. It's the collection of of all the clients who've purchased it and become the custodian of these colored diamonds. Now, some of them might sell, some of them might not. Some of them might want to pass it down. One of the things we see from our clients who purchase colored diamonds is they love the gains they see year over year over year. It It enforces what a great investment it is. It helps them to say, you know what, I want to buy more diamonds. We're seeing more and more clients wanting to have multiple diamonds and round out a collection. So for example, we have clients who've, they've purchased a pink, they've purchased a yellow, and they've gone into a a, a bluish green. Um, We've got clients who own blue, red, and yellows um, across the whole spectrum. So that is a clear sign of success. That's a clear sign that clients find it easy to make this investment. Just like once you buy your first piece of real estate, it becomes very easy to navigate buying your second piece mm-hmm. or your third piece um, of real estate. It's the same thing in diamonds. I know it's tough to maybe get over that first hurdle to get into that market. And to that end, we have uh, several guides to, to the colored diamond market, whether it's a 10-step buying guide or learning about colored diamonds. You know, I think part of that is being uh, being rest assured that you're in good hands and you have Nicole Snitman at the firm as well. And the buying guide, Darren, tell us a little bit about that. It's a 10-step buying guide. It was put together by Nicole Snitman at our firm. She is GI certified. Mm-hmm. She knows her craft. She is Canadian renowned. She is learning more by the day, incredible to work with. She has a hand in picking our diamonds, hand picking with Paul, most of the diamonds that come to our office. And um, her expertise is second to none. I trust her with every decision that I make. And I bring most clients on board when they're looking for uh, the type of diamond to cut that suits their budget. I bring Nicole on board. In addition to that, this 10-step buying guide will talk all about the pitfalls. It'll talk all about what to look for. It talks all about color and the four C's and uh, really gives you an overall uh, great understanding of what to look for when you're investing in a real color diamond. I have a copy of this at home and it's interesting and this is something Nicole said when she first launched this buying guide. How did you get a copy? I got connections. Oh, you must have an in. Okay. <laughs> well, you haven't got one. He's a president. He doesn't have one. Yeah. But I got one. And the the important thing is, though, it, it just it's not going to break down how a diamond is made and coal and millions of years. It's a buying guide. And that's what you want, right? It's information how when you know what a diamond is, how to get out and get one. Yeah. Right? One of the one of the the difficulties that all new buyers have had in this market is knowing that they they purchased something of value. Um, just day to day, you talk to, you know, being in this industry, you'll talk to people who've bought diamonds in retail situations or in investment situations. And you can sense the insecurity and they're asking the question, did I buy it right? And so we want to get out in front of that, help the clients to make the best buying decision at the outset, which is going to, again, help guarantee success moving forward. Because we're not here to to help people just purchase a a single diamond. We appreciate that this market improves the more you can invest in this market, whether it's owning multiple diamonds or getting into that market, which is owning very valuable diamonds. And obviously value, uh, rarity equals value in in this situation. 
Well, we had uh, this morning a client came in and who had purchased a diamond from somewhere else, um, and they came in to see us to buy a diamond. Um, it's all about who you're dealing with mm. and the integrity of that dealer. We belong to the NCTIA, which is the National Colored Diamond Association out of New York. It's a very, very limited men- membership. It's dealers uh, that are in the colored diamond business that only sell the best product. They're not interested in the quick buck. They're in it for the long term. You know, some of these suppliers have been actually around for over 100 years. Wow. And that's uh, one of them actually wrote the book on diamonds, on natural fancy colored diamonds. So, you know, people ask us about what happens when I want to sell my diamond. Well, the the market is very limited to how you can really sell that diamond. Um, you can pawn the diamond, go to a pawn shop, you can go to an auction house, you can go back to the person that you purchased the diamond from, and most of the diamond companies or people that sell you diamonds or dealers don't want to take the diamond back. They tell you, we're in the market of selling diamonds, not buying diamonds. So it doesn't happen. So then you go to the the open market. If you went to New York, you go to the Diamond District and you would ask enough questions to find somebody who could sell that diamond for you. At Guildhall, we, as Jeremy said earlier, we're happy to get that diamond back. We've sourced the best of the best product. So not only do we have an inventory, a collection of diamonds, every diamond that we've sold to every client becomes inventory somewhere down the road. As the inventories are drying up, and they're drying up, this is not a product that you can turn on a spigot and you can pour out natural fancy colored diamonds. It takes three billion years to make a diamond. It's then getting that rough, that stone, and cutting it into a magnificent diamond takes expertise and years and years of experience. So it's not the easiest thing to go out and sell the diamond. But we create, we've created our website. We have collectors that buy diamonds from us on a regular basis. So we're happy to get back a diamond, whether you hold it for five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. Some people never want to sell the diamonds back because they know they're going up in value. I had a client call me today. We The diamond was purchased in in 2009, it was a two-carat, vivid yellow. Uh, it was appraised at 110000 back then, and they paid about $50,000 from us. I had the diamond reappraised in 2000, late 2011. It was $175,000, wow. and now they want it reappraised because I think they would like to sell the diamond. I think it's going to come in probably in the two, 225 to 240 range appraisal. Now, that stone will probably go up on our website around about 115, 120,000. That's not a bad return for five years of a vivid diamond where you can make as much as 100%. Well, they've never gone down in 40 years, you've said, right? That's correct. I mean, since they've been keeping records. But that's on quality. You've got to remember, for every 10,000 white diamonds mine, there's only one carat of color. Mm. That doesn't mean it's an investment grade. To find a fancy, vivid, internally flawless of a beautiful color, you have to mine a million carats of white. one 1711 the com. I want to remind you once again, if you haven't signed up for the seminar, you should do so. Limited space. It's happening March 29th, Supreme Luxury Event Venue in Woodbridge. You can do so. one 274 9570 and online at guildhalldiamonds.com. And more of The Real Money Show, the number to start investing, and lots more information two ways. The number is one 214 The website, as always, therealmoneyshow.com. Paul. Uh, thank you, John. And 
on our website, guildhalldiamonds.com, you will find an unbelievable selection of natural fancy colored and diamonds mm-hmm. and yellows and pinks and blue, greens and blues. We sent out a, a flyer, uh, an email on March Madness. We called it March Madness for the simple reason that we're actually eating the sales tax. Every diamond on our website, if you purchase between now and March 31st, it is inclusive of HST. So whether you're in Alberta where you're you're not paying the sales tax, you're just paying GST, or whether you're in Ontario where you're paying 13%, it's an unbelievable value to buy a diamond. We've had a slew of clients purchase diamonds this week. You'll see on the website, if you go to Guildhall Diamonds, you'll see diamonds sold and diamonds held uh, where people are coming in to purchase those diamonds. So... Go to the website, look at the diamonds. It's a great opportunity as well to put a package together. Buy a natural fancy colored diamond, buy maybe 1,000 ounces of silver, maybe 10, 20 ounces of gold. Put the package together. If you're looking to retire or you're looking to put your kids through university, what a better opportunity than a natural fancy colored diamond that you can hold for 10, 15 years. Natural fancy colored diamonds are basically doubling every four to five years. That is in the quality that we sell. So if you can hold on to pay 25000 for a diamond, you know, in five years that diamond could be worth 50000 In 10 years' time, it could easily be worth 75000 to to $100,000. So if you're looking for that retirement, or we have a diamond. It's actually from the Argyle Tender from 2012. It's a 0.81 intense VS. Now that diamond, in actual fact, is on for $325,000. If you purchase that diamond today, you're saving close to $40,000, dollars $44,000, I believe, in sales tax. What a great opportunity to buy something that's going to go up in value. And in my opinion, this stone in 10 years is going to be worth a million dollars. Not that we're looking to sell that. Okay. <laughs> you know, those are, that's one of those diamonds that we're happy to hold on to. You know, it makes money yep. just sitting around. I mean, the whole collection does. But um, these are, this is particularly one of those diamonds that we've talked about. There's two different spheres in the market. There's entry-level you know, uh, one carat fancy, carat intense, that's like purchasing a studio apartment or a couple bedroom apartment. Once you get up into a tender diamond, you know, now you're talking about serious money, serious wealth being created. It's for a very particular buyer, which which we definitely have at Guildhall. We see them all the time. You know, we've sold vivid blue, um, we've sold red, uh, we've sold lots of large diamonds. So The thing I like about what Jeremy's saying is that we're getting back to the theme of real prosperity versus paper prosperity. If we continue to make the same mistakes that we made that led us to 2008 in a financial breakdown in the markets, then we're going to not learn from our mistakes. We're going to make those mistakes over again. And before you know it, half of your wealth will be depleted. You cannot afford at this point in time, knowing you've already lost half of your wealth, to get into that same scenario again. When I own quality assets like colored diamonds, my wealth can't be taken from me. In fact, during 2008 and 2009, not all markets fell in value. Colored diamonds went up. Hmm. They did not drop in value whatsoever. And owning these quality assets mean you are going to be adding to your overall portfolio security. You're adding insurance. And at the end of the day, this is how you put that new boat in the driveway. This is how you put that new home in the speculative in the, in the water, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, well, you know what I'm saying. When it's the water freezes time, over, right? this is Canada. We're still thinking about it, right? <laughs> but, I, I, you know what? I, I love where you're going with this, Darren, because you know one of the things that I always look at being an owner of, of hard assets is I see it as a way to build wealth. 
we're often talking to clients who are coming at this investment from a very investor-oriented sphere where they're looking for that return. They want to see the charts. They want to they, – it, it's almost – you know, is investing speculative like that? Or is it, you know what, I'm going to put something into this, it's going to grow over time. Clearly, you can see that gold and silver and and natural fancy colored diamonds have have retained their purchasing power over the long term and have grown purchasing power for the long term. Yes, you can time it better with certain cycles, but it's real wealth. And obviously, it's called the real money show for that reason. But what I notice about it, is that when you buy gold, when you buy silver, when you buy a natural fancy colored diamond, it's the last thing you think about ever selling. You just don't think about selling that portion of your portfolio. Now, unless you're, unless you're thinking of it as a portion, as I'm going to keep this percentage of my portfolio, so if it increases, I'll let go, let go of some, that's certainly a strategy. But in terms of owning an asset, if you want wealth, this is about how you go about getting it. You acquire assets. And that's what these are. These aren't paper assets. Paper assets can disappear. We've seen that in the in the dot com bubble. That's We've seen that with the with the with the the loan uh, savings and loans in the eighties. We've seen it with the subprime. You have to think more real terms. And I think when you look at all the paper money and you kind of pull back that 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 curtain from the Wizard of Oz, you see that you know it's all smoke and mirrors at this point. You you can see why people are flowing into these assets. Is there money to be made? Absolutely. Are they undervalued today? Absolutely. The last three years of crazy monetary creation, I don't want to say printing, but just making money out of nowhere, that's got to be accounted for at some point. And we feel that these assets have a long, long way to go. Well, the thing I just wanted to bring up is if when you go to an auction, you know, when you see people buying fine art and they're paying $5 million, $10 million, they're not day trading that art the next day. <laughs> no. They buy it because they know, A, they appreciate it, B, it's going to go up in value. You don't day trade your house. It's a hard asset that's going to, the longer you own that property, the more it will go up in value, unless you've mortgaged yourself up in the, to the hill and where you've overpaid if you were in Florida, Nevada, uh, or Arizona, where you, you know, they, in California, where they really, pumped up everything and gave people mortgages uh, where they couldn't afford it. But most people that go and buy a piece of art, whether they buy a diamond, whether they buy gold and silver, they're buying it, they have the money, it's set aside. We don't, you know, tell people to go and take a line of credit or take their credit card to go and buy gold and silver and using collateralized financing. If you have the cash, if you have 10, 20, 50, $100,000 that's sitting in the bank, that's not making you any interest, that's, in actual fact, your money's being confiscated because it's getting devalued every day. If you look at, you know, all the politicians now will say, well, the dollar is actually good for us because it's going down against the US dollar, which means our exports are good. It's good for the exporters. It's not good for you on your buying your groceries every day. Well, you've got to buy fruit and vegetables that come in from California. I don't know how many peaches they grow in Ontario from November to March. It just doesn't happen. So, you know, you've got to look at the hard assets. Silver, gold, natural fancy color diamonds, as Jeremy said, are undervalued right now. You should get into it. At Guildhall, we only sell physical We don't sell paper. We're not in the stock market. We're not advisors. We're not financial advisors telling you what to buy stocks or anything. You know, in my opinion, gold, silver does have nothing. If you look at mining stocks, there's nothing that matches up uh, with it. It just doesn't make sense. 
physical product, gold, silver. Buy it. You can take it home. You can put it in our depository. I don't know whether we spoke about the special, but when you buy one 100-ounce silver bar, you get a one-ounce silver maple leaf completely free of charge. And if you buy two one-ounce gold wafers, we will also throw in the one-ounce maple leaf. That's a bonus for you. Our prices are great. You can take it home. You can put it in the depository. And if you want to look at one more thing about collateralized financing, we're there to offer you. You can put up as little as 20% and still control 1,000 ounces of silver by putting up $7,500. It's not for everybody. There is some risk involved, but it means if you were going to buy $22,000 worth of silver, you're holding back $14,000, $15,000 that you've got in your pocket, in your bank, against what you're owning. So if the market drops, you can always cost average. If the market goes up, you can pay that debt off anytime you want. The phone number, one 877 on therealmoneyshow.com. Take us home, Darren. Take us home. Listen, I'm a little bit worried about where we're heading in the next year or two. We had a landing in 2008, 2009, which seemingly most people think didn't hit us here in Canada. The problem I have with that is that the the country that we rely on the most, the U.S., from a financial standpoint, did get hit hard. And they are still trying to make their way through it. Back then in 2008, people had money. And they had a landing, the ability to burn off some of that excess fuel, if you will, in the form of their financial uh, well-being. Now they don't. If a crash comes right now, we are in serious trouble. And because of that, I want people to own gold and silver and assets like natural fancy colored diamonds to protect themselves, to have insurance, and to make money going forward. And the other thing, we didn't even talk about China today with the defaults of what's happening in China. And how, you know, where they think their GP, their, their growth is going to be seven and a half, eight percent 8%. I think that's a little bit of smoke and mirrors, but maybe we'll discuss that next week. If you're a uh, Peter interest, you want more information, there's several ways to get it. I'm going to tell you about a couple of things here. First, the phone number, one 1711 the website, therealmoneyshow.com. While you're there, the seminar is coming up, and you should be on top of this. Uh, it's limited enrollment, hard asset investing seminar happening on the 29th of this month. That's a Saturday at the Supreme Luxury Event in Woodbridge, 11 a.m. There's going to be some parking, some light refreshments, but you've got to call and register, one 274 9570 and guildhalldiamonds.com. And while you're there... Take advantage of the 10-step buying guide to buying a natural fancy colored diamond. A lot of information. Take advantage of every bit of it. This is The Real Money Show.